0: We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCACHurch.com. And join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. i take it from the first week, we're already getting testimonies, already getting testimonies about what God is already doing in the services. And I want to talk about that a little bit today because I want to talk about empowered, the power of his presence. The power of his presence. I want you to get this one thing. If you you don't listen to anything else, listen to just one more second before before you tune me out. If we continue to do the usual, God will not do the unusual. We have to start doing things different. In the last few weeks, we've we put the 1020 challenge to you, and I thank you, all of you who've it on your phones, 1020 in the morning, 1020 at night, stop and pray. It's been a miraculous thing, this, what God's doing in people's lives. And then other people ask me, what is that all about? And people are able to share about their church and about prayer, and I'm telling you, man, God is doing miraculous things. I, I, don't, I, I feel so excited to share some with you this morning, but I can't. I've got to wait. We're going to have time to do that. But God is doing incredible things, opening doors and and creating miracles. We had miracles just this last week of God in His presence. But in order for God to do the unusual, we have to stop doing the usual. We have to start doing something unusual for God's presence to fill us in a daily way. And today I want to give you some principles of His power. I want His power in your life, in this church... Like never before, we cannot reproduce the presence of God. You cannot do it. I've seen people try to work it up and try to manipulate it and all those things, but you cannot reproduce it. I've watched Hollywood for years, try to do movies about evangelists. You've seen those movies and and preachers and choirs and all the singers and all, but it falls just drastically short because they cannot reproduce the Spirit, the presence of God. And so it's this hollow, void uh, shell that they put out as to what it's really all about. We have the presence of God, but it cannot be reproduced. And so the question I want to ask you right off the beginning is this. How much time are you spending in the presence of God? How much time Are you spending in the presence of God? If I spend time around a campfire, you can smell it on me, right? You can tell, Pastor, you've been around a campfire. If I eat onions, you can tell I've been eating onions. And if I spend time in the presence of God, somebody can tell. By the way, just like they were singing earlier, by the way you walk, by the way you talk, by your attitude, by what you're doing, by your demeanor, your attitude. It shows the presence of God. God spent some time with Moses and Moses spent some personal time with the presence of God. And when he came off the mountain, you could tell something different about him. His face was glowing and shining forth with the glory of God. I believe the presence of God makes a difference in your life enough that everybody can tell, how hey, you are different. There's something different about you, your attitude, your smile, your demeanor, your whatever it is. I believe when you hang out in the presence of God, people can tell. God met with Moses around a burning bush, a personal time. And God said, Moses, I want you to go. And Moses said this, I will go only if you go with me. And God said this, I'll send some angels with you. Well, most of us would say, okay. Moses said, no, I'm not going to be content with you sending angels. I will only go if you go with me. And church, today we have such a powerful time to live because we are living in a day and time Where God can go with us every step of the way. The creator himself. The one who spoke everything into existence. The one that has all power and all prayer. He's with us every moment of day. If we invite him to say, God, I cannot go through this day unless you go with me. The problem is today is we try to go through days by ourselves. We don't invite him in in the mornings. We don't spend time in his presence. And we try to do things in our own power. You will do things in your power, but you will not be empowered by the Holy Spirit. There's a huge difference. Angels are awesome, but I want God, don't you? I want the great I Am in my life, walking with me. To empower means this, to enhance, to give authority. I want authority in my spiritual life. I want authority in my daily life. I want to be able to be the one... Who sets things in order. I preached about it last week. To prophesy means to set your life in order. I want to be the one in control of my life, don't you? Instead of my life controlling me. To give authority. If you are in a business, you judge your business by success. If you are in a political views, if you're a politician, you're going to judge your life by what? By votes. If you're in television, you're going to judge how good it's going by ratings. If you are a church, you need to judge your church by, is the presence of God in the house? Is the presence of God in the place? Is there a presence of God to empower people to become greater than what we are in our own streets? It's one of our distinguishing marks. It was a distinguishing mark of Moses. It was a distinguishing mark of Israel. All the other peoples knew Israel had the presence of God. It made all the difference. Acts chapter 2 verse 37 through 39 says this. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the forgiveness of your sins. And then look at this. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you. And then it stops. No. The promise is for you, your children, and for all who are afar off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. It's for us today. And churches are stopping at salvation. Peter said, hey, this is like a, a, a one-package deal. You, you receive Christ, you repent of your sins, and then you receive this free gift of the Holy Spirit. We need the empowerment to give us authority today to enhance what God has put into our life so that we are not trying to live life, to do life in our own power. When you try to do that, you will fail miserably. But when we become empowered... We are able to do things greater than us. Acts 33:14 Exodus thirty-three, fourteen 14 says this. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you. That's what he told Moses. And then he said, and I will give you rest. This is one of the most powerful parts of the presence of God in my life. Not only will he go with me and empower me to do things I, I didn't thought possible, But he gives me rest. Rest, that word means I get to be before the face of God. Resting because I am at his place of rest. Because I am before the face. I'm not before the face of the enemy. I'm not before the face of people. I'm not before the face of of judging people or this or that. But I'm before the face of God. And at that place, I find rest. I find so many people today are stressed out. They have no peace and no joy. They don't know what it means to rest in the presence of the almighty God to rest, to fully allow God to take you into his arms. When he fully embraces you and takes you into his arms, you don't have to do anything. I'm sure some of you are just like me. Every area of your life, people expect you to do a whole lot. They do. In every area of my life, I don't find any area where I can just rest. But in the presence of God, I walk in before his face, and I can just rest. And I can just allow him to fully take me in his arms, and I know that I'm surrounded by his presence. Surrounded, and I can rest. Jackie Robinson was a great baseball player. But the problem that he had was his skin color wasn't the same as everybody else's. He broke the race barrier when he got into baseball. The Brooklyn Dodgers were playing this very important game. This game was so important. It was the game, if they win it, they got into the playoffs. Jackie played third base. They hit a, 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 a grounder to third base. It was a routine third baseman play. And Jackie Robinson missed the ball. And they lost the game. The stands... They stood and they booed and they threw stuff. Booing, booing, booing. Jackie dropped his head. There was a second baseman by the name of Pee Wee Reese. And Pee Wee, as he was walking toward third base, he went over and he just put his arm around Jackie. And he and Jackie walked off the field together. And the the crowd in the stadium saw this and all of a sudden there was just silence. Jackie Robinson was later interviewed and he said that was the turning point in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever Pee Wee came over and put his arm around me and yes. walked me off that field, and the silence fell over the stadium. Changed my life. I wonder today how many of us are just allowing God. I mean, listen, we've all, all failed. In our failures, we don't need to run from God. We don't need to stay out of church. We don't need to say, hey, I, I don't look like them. I don't talk like them. I don't I, I don't know what's going to. No, we need to run into God's presence. Amen. And let God put his arms fully around us and give us rest from all the things in life that are trying to boo at you and trying to knock you down and trying to tear you down. You can just rest in the presence of the full embrace of the Holy Spirit. I think today we need to rest. Rest in His presence. 76 times in the Old Testament the word presence is used. This word in the Hebrew means that you turn your face toward. God, when you are in God's presence, He turns His face toward you. Have you ever had anybody turn their back on you? wonderful when God turns his face toward you. It says, what do you need? What's going on in your life? I'm here for you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to bind up the wounds. I'm here to lift you up. I'm here to give you strength in the midst of your weakness. I am here because I'm a friend. You see, Moses was a friend of God. He said, we commune as friend with friend. Wow. When I go into the presence of God, I have a God who turns His face toward me. And He looks at me and He says, what do you need? It's a personal experience in the presence of God. It is not you. It is not anybody else. It's just me and God. And I can just pour out my heart to him, and I can just let him know how I feel and what's going on, and he wraps his arms around me, his face is toward me, and we're there in that embrace, and I get to rest. Rest. True story. A little boy had lost his mom. True story. And that night, his father comes into his room to tuck him into bed. And the little boy asked the father, do you think you could Lay down and sleep with me tonight. And the father thought, I can do that. I can lay down and sleep with you. So he he tucked the little boy in. He went over and flipped the light off and got in bed with the little boy. And then the little boy said, Dad, I can't see you. But is your face toward me or is it away from me? And the father said, it's away. The little boy said, I think I could go to sleep better, Dad, if you turned your face toward me. I think we could all sleep a little better if we knew that God's face was turned toward us. I think we could all rest a little bit better if we know that God is looking toward us. His favor is upon us. His strength is upon us. I know that I need that in my life. That Whenever I have these serious situations, when I go to Him in prayer and I lay all these needs at His feet, I'm like, God, I can do nothing about this. These are too big. These are too heavy. I don't know what I going to do. And He just says, rest. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You don't need to try to do it in your own strength. You don't need to try to figure out a program or or figure out a way to make it all work and, and make everything. It's not on your shoulders. I cast all my cares upon him for he cares for me because I'm in his presence and his face is turned toward me. Psalm 97.5 says this, The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. Luke 1.37, For no word from God will ever fail. Oh, Amen. Hallelujah. No word from God will ever fail. I'm telling you, I've had people fail me. You've had people fail you. And if you haven't, hang on, they will. You can have parents fail you, friends, co workers, spouse. I'm telling you, people will fail you. Pastors say churches, board members fail, teachers fail, but I'm here to tell you this morning, there is one who cannot fail, whose word never fails and he loves you and he wants to embrace you and hold you and pick you up and say, my face is towards you. I want to give you rest. Rest in the Holy Spirit. Rest in the Holy Spirit. There's three perspectives of his presence. Number one, the omni, the omni presence of God. That means he's everywhere, but that's to everything and everywhere. Lord, how does that relate to me? The second perspective of his presence is the manifest presence of God. You've probably seen this. I've seen it where God reveals himself and manifests himself physically. I've seen God do incredible things with miracles and healings. It's a revelatory, manifested presence of God. And that's wonderful. But that's not every day. What do you need? I need the experienced presence of God. You see, man is always looking all around the world to find something to worship. When we lived in Farmington, New Mexico, we took a little trip into Arizona. We went to a little town called Sedona. Anybody ever heard of Sedona, Arizona? People will come from around the world there at a specific time of the year. Why? Because it has now become the center of the universe for a spiritual experience. Aren't you glad? I'm fixing to get, it's fixing to get good. I'm just telling you in advance. Aren't you glad you don't have to wait for once a year? Aren't you glad you don't have to drive to Sedona, Arizona, and find the vortex and get your cheese centered? But right now, anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365, I can walk into the presence of an Almighty God who turns his face toward me and embraces me and gives me rest. Hallelujah. Whatever I have need of, he's right there in a moment. I just speak the name, Jesus. And I experience His presence. I've been at ball games and closed my eyes for just a second. And I'm right there in His presence. I've been at all kinds of concerts and all kinds of activities of life. And you know what? I can take it in a moment. I can experience the presence of God. I can close my eyes and I'm right there. Because there are times we need the presence of God. The experienced presence of God. In 1858, read your history books. It's in the history books. In 1858, America had a revival. Ships would get close to the shores of our nation. And they would all of a sudden become ships under conviction. And the stories are there. that The men would begin tossing all of the booze overboard the men would begin to repent and say, God, forgive us of our sins. And then they would begin to sing in the Holy Spirit, praising and worshiping to God. It's in our history books. It was called a zone, a one-mile zone outside of the perimeters of this nation. A one-mile zone. When ships entered it, they began to have these spiritual revelations and experienced Presence of God so strong that they would react physically, throwing things overboard, repenting, singing songs. God, I wish today there was a zone at PCA. Don't you wish when people drove up in the parking lot? Something's different here. I feel, if there's sin in my life, I feel convictions. I need to get this given to God. I need to quit, I need to throw this out of my life. When they walk in, all of a sudden they feel the power and they want to sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs to God. Why? Because we've entered the zone. You may say, well, pastor, uh, that's a one-time experience. No. In 1735, Jonathan Edwards, that great preacher, Jonathan Edwards, who had such dim vision, he he had to hold on and, and just barely could read the words that he'd written so big. And he, he was all a manuscript preacher. He just only read what was on the page. But during his preaching, it said the conviction was so strong that others there had to grip the backs of the pews. There were claw marks in the backs of the pews so they wouldn't get up and run to the altars. Wow. In, eight, in 1735, we have the Welch revival, and it wasn't just one mile around the shores of this great nation, but is the entire principality. The entire principality. It was said that in the middle of the night, men all over town, all over the principality, would all wake up at the same time by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit would wake them up out of deep sleep. They would get out of their beds and kneel down on the side of their beds and begin to pray and begin to worship God. Why? Because it was the zone of the Holy Spirit. It was the zone of the presence of God had gotten so strong. Preachers were overwhelmed in the pulpits. In other words, they just fell out under the Spirit of God. And well, the church has to go on. They said children would then come up to the platform. Come behind the pulpit. Children would then give the altar call. For those who needed Jesus Christ and people would run to the altars and fall on their face. Why? Because it was the presence and the power of an almighty God. My prayer today is God, soften every heart. God, soften every mind that we do not get so hardened, that we don't desire you. More than anything else. That God we run to you. The author and the finisher of our faith. That God we draw close to you. That we desire to be in your presence more than anything else. Because that's where the power is. It's in the presence. In the zone. Have you ever wondered? I have people every Sunday. Some people will leave and go, Pastor, I mean tears running down their cheeks. Pastor, this was the most amazing service I've been in in a long time. God was so strong and God was doing so many things in my life. Thank you for being obedient to the Holy Spirit today. And then somebody else will walk out and i go, how was the service? It was all right. It was all right. You know why? Well, I, I, I didn't know this for years, but I finally figured it out. Because some people zone in and some people zone out. Think about it. Some people just zone out. They start thinking about everything else in the world. They're zoned out. I joke about it sometimes, but I think, I tell some guys, if you can't sleep, come to church. There's one hour of good sleep here. Some people do. Goes off, zone out. I don't want old stories of history. I want stories today. I've written it down right here. God... Clobber us with your presence. Some of us may need to be clobbered to get our attention. But we need God. We need God. We look around for every other solution. But we need the presence of God. That experienced presence of God. Moses, He met with God on the mountain, but he wasn't content with that. He went outside of the city and put up a tent away from all the people, away from all the distractions. He had a place to where he went and it was called the tent of meeting. It was a place where he met with God in God's presence. And it was friend with friend. People are saying, Pastor, we need lessons on how to pray. No, we don't. We need lessons on how to be a friend. How to be a friend of God. My prayer time is, is, I don't get on my knees and go, Dear Heavenly Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy most gracious, hallowed, present God. No. It's friend and going, hey, Father. It's me. Come on. I need you. Got this lady over here with cancer. I don't know what to do. You and you alone can heal. And I need you. And we talk. I tell him about my day. He already knows it. But he's my friend. And it's not an arduous thing to spend time with a friend. You look forward to it. It's the best part of my day where he wraps his arms around me and I can just rest. I don't have to look a certain way or talk a certain way or be a certain way. I can just be in his presence and rest. Rest. Because I cannot do things in my own strength. I rest. Joshua had a similar situation. I wonder, do you have a place or do you know how to zone in? Psalm 91 says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. The shadow is God's protection. When you're in the shadow of God's protection, you can rest. You can rest from all the attacks. You can rest from from all of the labors. You can rest from all of the weariness. Go, 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 do, do, do. Gotta be this, gotta do this, gotta. You can just walk in and rest. Psalm 140 13 says this Surely the righteous will praise your name, and the upright will live in your presence. Look, see, we don't have to visit his presence, we can live in his presence. Because within a moment, I, I need God right then. I need to be able to get into His presence and zone in in just a moment. My life changes with a phone call. A phone call, so I've got to be in the presence of God. Your life, you, you, you go through the day and there's things that you expect, but then the unexpected happens. you got to be in His presence. you got to have a time to where you can just close your eyes and you're right there. We need to learn. How to practice his presence. I I, kind of was taken aback at that years ago. We practice everything else, don't we? I mean, the singers practice. Musicians practice. Football teams practice. Everything in the world practices your job. They had you practicing for years to do it the way they want you to do it. And yet when it comes to the presence of God, we don't practice it. We've got to learn how to practice the presence of God. Some people practice the absence of God. They practice because they have fear and anxiety. Psalm 1611 says, You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with your joy and your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. He fills me with what? Joy. Joy. How can you tell when somebody's been in the presence of God, fear and anxiety is gone, and joy replaces it? You cannot spend time in the presence of God and walk out filled with fear and anxiety and weariness. No. He strengthens you. You spend time in His presence and you walk out going, hey, I can do anything. I'm in power." by the presence of God. These these things that are obstacles, I'm just going to step over them and keep going. It's nothing compared to His presence and His power. But we don't activate it. We don't practice it. We think how we can do it ourselves. and we, We think of all these other solutions. Listen, in His presence, that's where I find solutions. When I don't know what to do, I go to Him and ask. When I don't know what to do with the church, I say, God, what do I need to do? When we don't know what to do with our ideas at work, go to God. When you don't have solutions for your life, go to God. He's full of solutions. When you need an attitude change, go to God. Be still and know that I am God. Rest in Him. Take your chaos and let it be turned into peace. This old songwriter said this, Oh, what needless pains we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God. Everything. We carry it to his presence. We rest in his presence. He turns his face toward us. He takes his arms and he wraps them around us. If you've never experienced his presence, today's your day. If you've left your place of his presence, today's the day to go back. If you have stopped practicing his presence, you need to start today. If you need God's face turned toward you, today is the day. If you are not relying on God's presence in your life, today is the day. If you need to rebuild your altar in your life, today is the day. Because the altar in my life is where God, I sacrifice part after part after part. John said, I must decrease that Christ might increase. And that happens in His presence. That happens when I walk into His presence. Because he's a good friend. Good friends tell you. Good friends will tell you. Hey, you know what? I think if you change changed doing it this way. Maybe if you thought about it this way. Have you looked at it this way? You know, this attribute in your life is not that attractive. Why don't you give it to me and I'll give you a brand new one. <coughs> Humility. Humbling yourself in His presence. He doesn't boo you. It'll silence all the boos. It'll silence all the people who are naysayers in your life. Because when you get in His presence, it's just you and Him. Fullness of joy. And at His right hand, eternal pleasures evermore. Today, I want to remind you about the power of His presence. People want, want power, but they say, What do I have to do? Come into His presence. So, this morning, I want you to stand with Him today. In a lot of services today, people want you to lay hands on Him, pray with you anoint Him with oil. And that's, that's wonderful. We do that around here all the time. If you're a guest, We do that here. We believe in that. But during the preparation for this message, God said, would you, pastor, would you stop in plenty of time so that the church can just find rest in me?
1: So they would have
0: time to just come And spend some time in my presence. I said, yes, sir, I will. Yes, sir, I will. He said, I will speak to them. I will touch their hearts if they let me. Message. join us anytime at PCACHurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.